Hello everybody, welcome to episode 3 of the Digital Marketing Podcast. Um, Today on the show I have my very first guest and I am very excited about it. I have invited Josh Jackson onto the show today uh, to talk about branding. Now Josh knows a lot about this, uh, otherwise I wouldn't have invited him on. Uh, He works for a digital agency in Chester called eJigsaw and he is the lead designer. Uh, Why are we talking about branding well it's very very simple usually when businesses first start out um, the first thing they start to think of is how their branding is going to look and how it's going to work and most people think oh well branding you know it's just it's just my logo it's just how um, everything's sort of gonna look but is it more important than that and that's what I really wanted to get uh, sort of dig into the details with with Josh Um, you know what is the importance of branding what should we be thinking about before we go into the branding of a business process and I wanted to get some hints some tips some thoughts some ideas from him uh, to help you understand how you can look into branding your business and Really, I'll be honest, I went into this conversation hoping that he would come out with uh, a whole load of tips uh, on how you can build the brand yourself, but uh, he made a very good point, and that is, if you're going to do this, this is the persona, this is the image of your business, and why would you ever skimp out on that? Um, You know, if you're going to do it, you need to do it properly, and that is to get some kind of professional and we talk about the different types and levels of professional that there are that'll be able to do this thing but some type of professional uh, to come in and to discuss your business your audience your requirements your specification with them in order for them to come up with a brand i wanted to clear the air a little bit about you know what the the actual deliverables of a brand is you know what should people be expected to come out with if someone's gone away and created a brand for them is that just a logo is that a logo and a color palette is that logo a color palette and some fonts or is it more than that you know is it a message is it something about the persona and the voice that you want to project on all your digital platforms that's what I wanted to talk to Josh about, and, and I wanted to get you know into some examples of um, how branding has worked well, what he's worked on, his experience with uh, with branding. So that is what we're talking about today, all about branding. I hope you find it very very interesting. I hope you pick up a lot from it. I know I did when I spoke to him. So let's get into it. This is Josh from Ejigsaw talking about branding. So here with me now we have uh, Josh Jackson. Josh, um, introduce yourself. What do you do? What do you uh, what you know? What's your line of work and uh, what do you get up to on a day to day basis, nine to five? Uh, yeah, I'm Josh. Like you said, uh, I work as a lead designer at eJigsaw, which is an agency based in Chester, um, just near Cheshire Oaks, um, and I sort of work kind of in all areas of the business. Um, I sort of work quite closely with the business development team on. Uh, making the tenders sort of make it look, make sure they look as good as they can do. Uh, making sure that when we're pitching to clients, we're putting across like our best side. Um, I sort of work within my design team, um, sort of make sure that they sort of know what they're doing for the day. Um, and 
importantly make sure they're happy with what they're doing and happy with their outcomes um sort of we sort of advise each other like you know i give them advice which is hopefully all right and i sort of ask definitely ask for it too and, and they definitely give it um and yeah just sort of that's day to day really also i suppose actually i guess on the subject of branding um i sort of do my best to try and make sure that everyone for pretty much the entire jigsaw group not just e-jigsaw is sort of towing the line and making sure that we look as good as we can from a branding perspective and that's not just for uh, you know e-jigsaw as well and the other jigsaw companies i suppose that's for for your other clients as well i suppose yeah exactly yeah so we've got um like a lot of clients that we work for um we build their logos from the ground up and again into their websites and stuff so and that leads on to print as well so it's a case of making sure that everything we do for our clients um is consistent from a you know from a simple logo to an entire sort of fully developed website to a uh you know print marketing campaign or social media as well everything we do for that as well cool so okay i'm gonna go a really top level question i suppose and that is you know what is branding but you know people will know branding as i suppose you know logos and those sort of visual element but on a top level very high sorts of level thinking what what is branding um i think there's sort of there's two perspectives on it because i think i think there's a graphic designer's perspective of, of it which is sort of um it's like a graphic designer's speciality is is sort of logo design is obviously the start of branding potentially um but like that's kind of the piesta resistance obviously i can't say that with an accent but um <laughs> what uh tried your best yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but the the whole idea of branding is kind of what identifies a graphic designer and is sort of like our i would imagine kind of what is what started a graphic designer's life when it first started way back when um and i think it's that's from a graphic designer's perspective whereas from a business perspective it's um it's the face of your company it's how you want to be interpreted it's gonna have a massive effect on that it's uh you know not just your logo it's the fonts that you use the images that you use uh, the colors that you use and even like the tone of voice that you use as well so you know if we if we're designing a brand, then it has to, for, for say, a, a funeral home, as, as dire as that may be, um, it has to sort of fit the appropriate tone. So you don't want to be using like big, vibrant, bold colours and firework imagery and things like that. You know, you want to be using sort of sensitive, sort of probably more like serif fonts and and sort of slightly nulled down colours. And um, it's about how you approach your audience as well, I'd say. So on a, um, for someone thinking of creating a brand for their business and they're, um, they may be starting out or perhaps they're thinking of rebranding um, a business that they already have, obviously it depends a lot on what business, like you just mentioned, what industry it is and that will have an effect on, um, on, on the tone and, and what you end up creating. But w- what should people be focusing and concentrating on? What What is it that... Um, you know, what's the process, I suppose, uh, I'm trying to get at, you know, before they even think about, well, this is my logo, um, or this is the font that I want to use, or this is how I want my website to be, to be styled or to look, what should they be, what should they, what should lead up to that? What should they be thinking about? Just 
you need to know exactly like what your business is doing and, and who you're trying to reach. Um, I think one thing I've learned is you can't just design a logo and then, you know, and then figure yourself out afterwards. You, you need to sort of right from the start say, you know, this is who we are. Um, this is the kind of client that we want to be getting. Um, you know, they may be varied or they may be very particular. Um, and, you know, I either want like a friendly tone of voice or, a, or a, a very formal tone of voice or a very serious tone of voice or something that's sort of, you know, more catered towards young or old people or anything like that. You, you need to know your target mar- uh, market and audience first because it's then the sort of, once you've got that nailed down, you you would then, as as someone who owns a business, I, I would say you'd go to a, like a designer or an agency, and you'd say, "This is my audience." You know, uh, everything that I've just said, I want to do this. I want to sell it to these people. Um, yeah. I want to do it with this sort of tone of voice. You you take that to an agency, and they say, "Right, well, here's what we'd recommend." And um, you know, I'd strongly advise listening to them because I think um, people sort of come in sometimes thinking they'll they know the visuals and they know how a logo wants to look and things like that and you know which is fair enough it's, it's always good to have a good idea but at the same time like you have to sort of be open and listen to the people that do this every day and trust that what they you know what they what they'll do will be right um obviously if you've gone to that agency then they'll have a portfolio of work so hopefully you should be able to trust in them yeah um, so i think first and foremost it's just a matter of making sure you know what you are before you try and communicate to someone who then has to represent that visually, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does make a lot of sense. I think obviously from a, as a digital marketer myself, um, the, the, the branding and um, the marketing efforts, they, they're, they're really intertwined. It's the reason we're doing this podcast now that the, the two are really closely related. Yeah. So, what relationship do you do you feel that it has between between digital marketing and branding? What's the relationship that you have with you know the digital, the marketing team that you work with? What's the um, you know how how does that sort of come about? Because you mentioned sort of you know tone and things like that. This we're not just talking when we're talking about branding. And you correct me if I'm wrong. We're not just talking about logos and fonts and and how things are look. We're talking about tone and how yeah, messages definitely. are conveyed um, across digital platforms or even print platforms and stuff like that. So how, how do you feel that relationship is? Um, it's incredibly close and it needs to be. Um, I think you need to trust the people that you work with um, from, as in from a designer to a marketer and vice versa. Um, like if I'm ever trying to sort of write content or, or, you know, come up with like a tagline or something like that. Um, the first, the first thing I'll do is I'll ask the marketing team and, you know, we'll just all, say a load of ideas um you know out loud they don't have to be good ideas but it's just get good to get them all out of your head and into the air because they might lead somewhere um yeah you know there's no there should never be any pretense about what it is that you're saying um just say for example like i'm going with the example of a tagline because that's just what i've got in my head um yeah. it's what we did recently um but you know if some of the ideas might sound daft in your head but it's worth getting them out because then it does, they're the ones that sort of tend to lead somewhere. Um, and also it's about like not feeling silly about your suggestions, which is always a horrible thing. Um, hmm. You know, you should never feel silly about what it is you've got to say. So um, I think with marketing, it's, when a designer works with a marketer, it's 
it's about um the right terminology you know making sure that when we're typing things into InDesign or Photoshop that it's formatted correctly because again you know I'm not a content expert by no means but the marketers generally are much more qualified than I am so but I'm a vis- like hopefully what I do I'm a visual expert and I want that to be as right as possible so I feel no shame in sort of going to the people that know best and asking them their opinion and how things should be yeah exactly I think uh, uh, and I agree with you on every single every single point of that to be honest I think it's it is a really really close relationship that you've got to have and it's something that you know if someone is going away and thinking of creating and designing their brand or is going to be speaking to someone about rebranding or creating that brand all of those considerations have to be taken into account this is not just how your business looks from the output from from whatever platform it is it's about how you then convey messages it's then um from the tone of your emails from you know i i mean i i see good examples of this um all the time and you know certain certainly marketing platforms which i use and software that i use and, and things like that they have really good sort of links between the branding that they use and then having that tone and that persona i suppose is the word and, and charisma that they can put across to their to their sort of messages and their maybe it's an email marketing um campaign or whatever it is and the two are really closely linked because you can you can have that disconnect sometimes between what your branding says about you and then how you want to portray yourself across your marketing efforts and sometimes that disjointedness can have quite a quite a big yeah. effect is are there any good examples that you can think of um or even good examples that perhaps you've been involved in of sort of um of genuinely good branding and genuinely good um that that thought process that's gone into it um i mean i've, I've got an example of when just going back to when you said like there's a disconnect between um the voice and then the sort of sort of the company um I this this is nobody that I worked with. I'm, I, this is more from a customer point of view now. But I had um, it was to do with my last where I used to rent and who organised the bills. Um, and okay. basically, there's there's company that put it all together. Like they'll you just you just say I want to pay for Sky, gas, electricity, whatever, and then they sort of do all the admin and they just charge you one sort of flat fee right, um, so. at the end of every month. But they constantly they constantly messed up um like the bills and you know what their job was they constantly messed up um but then we were getting emails which were like really sort of like sort of student is the best way to describe them they were like oh you know hey dude or whatever sort of that tone of voice i <laughs> like saying uh, and then but then they were like oh no look at this looks like we messed up sorry guys and and then it's a bit like that's not really the tone of voice that i want to that i want when you're telling me that you know, I owe you money. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think that's, I think what you need to do is, and then I suppose the other side of the coin, a good example of, um, you know, a brand and, and the tone of voice, I suppose, um, thinking off the top of my head, is go with the classic, I suppose it's always Apple, like, you know, they're mm. very expensive products, but they definitely speak, very pretentiously about things but um <laughs> kind of you know silly words like you know the best ipad ever or whatever um 
the best operating system ever. Like it's simple, but it sort of conveys their whole the whole re- ethos of yes. um, you know, simple products with simple, which are simple to use, but then that marketing statement is simple to understand. Like you know, as obvious as it is, nobody else was saying that sort of before them that this is our best product ever. No. And like you know, they say that continually every single year. Like every iPhone is the best iPhone ever, and you know, it works because like it's just you remember it and you want to because it's the best one. You therefore feel inclined or more motivated to want it and want to buy it. Um, so, um, what do you think are the sort of key deliverables? So, this is digital marketing punk. Obviously, they people listening to this they want to think about um, what they could be doing in order to create their own brand. And um, you know, they're starting up. Um, they might not have the, the the monetary resources yet to to really. Uh, kick things off with a, an agency or anything like that. If they're just starting out, what are the things that they should be coming out with and and delivering on? You know, what what do they expect? What should they be expected to sort of come out with on that process? Is it a logo? And you know, how should they go about creating that logo? Should that be done by a professional? Should they be thinking about and looking around for the fonts that they should use and the colours that they should use? And how how should they go about sort of doing that in order to get the the, the ball sort of rolling? Um, I I, I would always say get your branding or your logo done by a professional yeah because there's people you know even if it's a you know a student or not not to downplay students but you know <laughs> students out there will, will want to do branding and want to do logos and things like that and they will have a much better idea than you know somebody who thinks they can sort of do it by themselves using microsoft paint or something like that so and it's, don't, don't not microsoft paint honestly i <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen some unbelievable stuff done with Microsoft Paint and I still hate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the I, I think that, you know, there are professionals out there and there are people learning to be professionals out there that want to do branding work and logo work. So you will always find something. I'd, I'd, I'd always say find someone who you can at least see in the flesh rather than going to one of these websites where you get you know a logo for a fiver because if if you do that then you'll end up with something that somebody else the next street down will have do you know what i mean it won't be very unique whereas if if you get something done by someone of any level um what you'll end up will what you'll end up with will definitely be unique and you know i'd I'd definitely say obviously make sure you pick someone that you trust like you would with any investment that you make Mm -hmm. um but always go to a professional because that's what they're there for. And, you know, you can go to people who will charge a lot of money. You can go to people, you know, who won't charge a lot of money and they'll sort of tend to be the more new and fresh sort of students coming out of uni or maybe they want to do it for a project and things like that. They, the resources are there for people to use and they're there in the shape of people and art students and, and graphic design students and things like that. So I'd, I strongly advocate like actually using people that you can see and, um, you know, shake hands with. Um, that's, that's, that's a really, it's a really good point. Actually. It's something that I would never have thought of using, you know, utilizing 
that student community those that are learning obviously they're not probably they, they want to have things on their portfolio they want to get and I'm sure you were like this in, in your early days you, you just wanted a body of work which you could then show off because you know these are people that want to better their careers but they need a starting point somewhere so to, to, yeah but like I, I think you know it's they're not students aren't there to be taken advantage of like you know like don't <laughs> don't sort of go to a student and say here's 20 quid i want branding brand guidelines uh social media cover photos and and this that and the other um you know you've got a they're, what they're doing takes hours and hours and days sometimes and you know i, I think particularly at that level they're probably not they're probably got no idea and sort and sort of i know i definitely didn't and it's something that i i still sort of grapple with every day but like um they'll i want to when i do something i won't stop until i'm happy with it yeah which when there's budgets involved is hard (laughs) so um (laughs) you know i i will take work home and i'll work on it you know when it's not on company time and just because like I imagine many people in my sort of industry and profession are, I consider myself a perfectionist. Like I think I, until I'm like truly happy with something, I, you know, I won't, I'll, I'll happily sort of speak to the project manager about kind of, you know, could we push another day or something like that? And, you know, if it's no, then it's fine. Um, but yeah. if it's yes, then that's great for me. Um, and the students, if they're doing a logo for uh, a bakery or something like that, then, they will want it to be as good as it possibly can be. Um, yeah. And therefore they will spend evenings and, you know, they'll be up till three in the morning or just not sleep at all, making sure that they get it right. So if, if I'd, people just need to not take advantage of students, cause that's, that's something that I always like got really annoyed with when I was a student, you know, people expect you to do it for free and, and, you know, that's just not fair. Um, that's not how the world, world should work. Like, you know, you should, you should never have to do an internship for free or anything like that. Cause again, you know, the world money makes the world go around. So if you're not giving people money, then I don't really see how you yeah. can sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so what you're saying is, you know, obviously they they will be there and they they can do it, and there's there's that opportunity, but don't don't abuse them. Most importantly, don't abuse them. <laughs> that's, um, that's a message in life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's a good all round rule that I find. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. I think, like, don't go to bloody, you know, Fiverr.com or whatever it's called, like, because no. you will, you'll just end up with something that someone else has already got, and it won't, like, yeah, it'll probably look all right on its own when it's isolated, but there won't be any thought there. Nobody will have actually learned from it, um, and it's, it won't be anything that you, you will have had any creative input in, really. It'll be, you know, it'll just be something that you've picked from a page of other logos and icons, whereas if you work with somebody in the, in the flesh, like, you know, there'll be a little bit of back and forth there. Like the best work that I've done personally, or the work that I'm most proud of rather is when I've had a really good relationship with a client and a customer and, and they understand how excited we get as an agency and and as a team and as an, as an individual designer about, designing logos for people because it's it's i love it i like i love it when we get the opportunity to do it um so that that kind of excitement that you get from interacting with someone will inevitably make the creative process run much more smoothly and you know everyone will be behind each other and you know you just get a really good it should be a team really between 
a designer and a client, they should definitely work together. You can't just pass pass this brief off to a designer and expect them to create magic. Then, you know, you've got, I, I find it's best when you create like a proper relationship. And I'm not trying to be all sort of cheesy and, you know, I, that's just genuinely off, off experience. Um, you know, my last job, we just sort of had rang people up and had a really quick chat with customers and we were expected to create four different concepts in you know not very much time whereas now it's the way jigsaw does it is we actually respect our clients and they respect us back and therefore we get the best out of them i suppose that's a really key point and it sort of circles back i i I know of obviously working in digital marketing and working with clients as well that i know that some businesses and business owners will not put that value on branding that they perhaps should certainly not put that value on branding when it comes down to you know the the tipping scales between marketing and branding because what will the business owner think oh oh, oh, marketing will get me sales marketing will get me leads therefore it's more important whereas the they actually lead into each other the so okay i'm going to put you on the spot so what is that value what it, I'm a business owner and I have, um, and I think that the branding is just, it's just a name. Yeah. It's just that, it's just that visual image. It's just that poster that I put up outside the store. Um, I, I don't see any real value in it, but what is that value in branding? Um, that I, what's the reason I should care about it? Well, the value in it is that's pretty, well, I think it's pretty easy to explain, but you know, every, Again, using the big examples because they work, but that that's the value of branding. You know, people buy Nike shoes. People pay the extra 50, 60 quid for a pair of shoes, which you could probably get for a fraction of the price, price from Primark um, because of that little tick. Yeah. Of, well, it's not a tick. It's a swoosh, apparently. Um, <laughs> is well, that, is that know, a technical terminology? Is that the branding that, terminology? Yeah, that, uh, I bet if any designers listen to this, they'll probably... Slate me off for calling it a tick, but uh, it's a swoosh. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, like the the reason you buy those products is because that brand is so strong, and you know there's no reason that you know Mr. Joe Blog startup um, can't achieve that level of cool. And yeah. if if they do it right at the start, then um, then you won't, you'll never have to change it. You know, yeah. Nike's had that logo since the seventies, I think, and um, possibly earlier, but it's, it's still definitely like people from all, I'd say backgrounds and things like that, you know, rich to poor Nike is like a very good brand to be seen in and associate and to be associated with. Yeah. So, you know, that's the value of branding. It's, it's kind of, for me it's just not if you've got a cheap thing banner on top of your shop window if you know if you've got a shop um that's comic sans and all red colors of the rainbow and things like that like how did i know yeah, that comic sans out. would come up in this conversation yeah it's always going to it? um <laughs> but like if if that is on a on a high street it's going to get noticed yeah yes that is a fair point but it, it's not going to be valued mm. and you know if if people if you create something that people like to own themselves like a like a coffee cup with a little green circle on for example <laughs> um you know that's just white that coffee cup but mm. 
that the fact that all I've said is green circle and you probably know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about exactly. shows the power of, um, you know, just that one green circle has, um, people will go to that coffee shop over another coffee shop because they want to be seen drinking it. And that to be seen drinking that as a customer is then good for the business, you know? So that's where the value comes in. Um, even if the coffee is rubbish. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a personal opinion there by Josh that the coffee is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Um, one, one last question. I, I really do uh, appreciate this. So, you know, what are your final tips for people when they're thinking about their branding? What, what are the things that uh, maybe these, cause I imagine everything's seasonal as well. And, you know, things obviously change with the change with the time, but that's not necessarily true, I suppose. Cause we just spoke about the, the Nike swoosh and, uh, you know, that's something that is eternal. Um, you know, that's something that's never really gone out in and out of fashion or has, has never become something which has become outdated or, or anything like that. Um, so I suppose is branding eternal is, is branding supposed to be timeless? Um, it, it can be, I, I, I don't think it's eternal. No, I think, I think those who do last are, you know, the massive companies and they're very lucky. Um, but I think it's always, you know, you don't have to, obviously the, the longer a logo lasts, then the better it could, you could argue it is. Um, and you know, the more timeless it is again, you know, is a very good thing. But I think that, that was, you know, the seventies and eighties when it was probably easy to say that nowadays, I don't think it's eternal. Um, I think it's it moves so fast, like as everything does, um, that you know, I think five to ten years, well, hopefully at least ten years is is, is a is a pretty decent lifespan for a for a logo. Um but I think it's just it's so don't don't look at what other people are doing with their branding. And 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 this I'll say this to like designers as well, like don't look at what other people are doing, not just with their branding, like or with anything. Like don't look at another designer and, and think and worry about what they're doing. Do what you as a business working with a designer, do what feels right and create what looks right for your business in, in that time. And, and if, it, if it's got the scope to then, if you think it's got the scope to then look that good in five years, then there's no reason that it won't look that good in five years time. Um, I think if you want it to last longer, there's this standard sort of uh, rules to follow are, you know, less color, is generally a good thing as in as in you know have as many different colors if you want but if you've got one logo make sure it's just all one color i think for me is is essential um or is you know i've not i've not always stuck to that rule but i think it helps logos last longer and also just makes it easier to work with in the future and yes and more adaptive and things like that 70s beige is not cool anymore kids and it will no yeah um sadly (laughs) sadly is it gonna make a comeback is that what you're saying i'll I'll do my best (laughs) um obviously we talked about you know the nike the nike swoosh i suppose is 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 like you just said it's one of those examples which is completely off uh, out, sort of a uh, what's the term that i'm looking for you know it's uh 
Pro- yeah, it, it's one of those timeless. But we look at we look at modern day brands and uh, I suppose uh, more newer modern and inverted commerce companies now, and you know they've all gone through brand changes. Google has gone through a, a seismic brand change very very recently. Yeah. Facebook has got goes through the same brand changes. So you know this is not something that's that has to be a case, is it? You know you can go through brand change subtle, uh, and sometimes they do it very subtly over many many years. Um, but you can't, you know, it is possible to go through that brand change. Yeah, like, well, like brand brand change doesn't always necessarily mean a logo change. Like, it, like for example, NatWest, they've they recently rebranded uh, in the past year, I think. Um, but the logo is still the same. Um, essentially, it's kind of I think it's styled a little bit differently. Um, but everything around the logo, i.e., the brand and the tone and things, has changed. And you know that that's that's a rebrand in in terms of like you know the marketing and like you were saying before the marketing and design teams have clearly met up yeah um or you know the agency working for natwest has clearly met up and sort of had like a good you know they've analyzed where they were in the, and they've sort of stated where they want to be and it's obviously clear where they want to be they want to be modern and bright and you know on trend and stuff like that and i reckon that their new brand definitely puts that across but that that's as a result of you know tone of voice being nailed from the start with the designers as well as the marketers so the designers know what they're working with um so I'd, so yeah I, w- I would like and, and the thing with google is google's was was very much well I'd, I'd say it was just a logo change i think the sort of everything else around the around the brand is fairly similar yeah um it just it just it just definitely needed modernizing. Yeah, there wasn't much to change, I suppose, outside the logo, wasn't it? It was very white and, you know, very minimalistic on the whole and always has been. Yeah, um, but I think they, they needed some of the words as an icon, which it definitely does now. I, I really like Google's rebrand. I think a lot of people, I think it was quite controversial when it first came out, but yeah, I, well, I think they've nailed it. Um, but they've, they've changed the fonts and things as well, um, and it just looks much more modern. But I think when i say like not a lot else changed i think like the tone of voice i don't think i haven't noticed if it has changed it's all been it's google been very friendly i think yeah their tagline yeah. was i don't know if it still is is something like don't be evil no um, not anymore unfortunately they had to is it not no very very recently they had to take that out uh, you know due to recent military contracts and stuff like that they've had to remove due to being evil yes due to being <laughs> evil <laughs> they've yeah. had to they've had to remove it and change it now um oh, well there we go yeah uh, one one final uh, thing just you know, before we go, I think we've pretty much established that, you know, if you're thinking about branding for your business, then, you know, there is in you're in dire need of some kind of professional um, to, to work with uh, and be able to establish what that brand is. So, you know, what's the one thing that people, business owners out there should be should be thinking about before they go and meet with this person, discuss with that person? What's what's that designer um, going to want to know? What's that key thing? Um, well, motivations for setting up your business what are they um who like i said before you, your target audience is so important um you don't want to be marketing to 20 year olds but then design something that looks like it was made for your gran um <laughs> you know you need, you need you just need to know exactly what it is that you're doing and where you want to be i think where you want to be is probably the biggest one to be fair if you, if you say to a designer i want to be here in six months time or six years time um I need to sort of know how to get there, then they will do their best to help you. And they, if you get a good designer and someone that you trust, like 
you know, they'll do that for you and they'll make you something that represents you as 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 clearly as as it can do through through a visual form. Um and yeah, I'd, I'd say that's it really. I, I I think just just know exactly what it is that you want to do and where you want to be. Like don't don't expect the designer to to get, give you all the answers for how to run your business and your business model because God knows about that in the past. Like I'm not a businessman. I'm not a numbers man. Like I essentially colour in for a living. Like I can't I can't help you sort of figure out. You know, I once worked with a client at my again at a previous agency um, who who wanted to f- fiddle the sums so somehow he, he he was the way the money was going through the business would make him look like he's paying just below the threshold so he doesn't have to pay more tax or something like that. And uh, so he doesn't have like, to pay I, VAT. I, I, sorry? <laughs> so he doesn't have to pay VAT. Yeah, well, essentially, yeah. Like, it, it, it's not – obviously, I, I wasn't part of that conversation, but I was I was in the room, certainly, when it was happening, and I, I was just sat there like, you know, we shouldn't be figuring this out. Like, <laughs> this isn't – A, it's totally immoral and ridiculous, and B, you know, we are um, – web designers graphic designers marketers and things like that and but i think to be fair i think the person who was pushing it was was an ex-banker so that probably <laughs> not, saved it all. you were not um, you were not qualified for that for that conversation no, absolutely <laughs> not definitely not um but yeah just don't don't expect the designer to have all the answers because they won't but like they you know in terms of the visuals and things like that they'll probably have a pretty well a bloody good kind of idea of where you should be and, and how you and how you want to get there Excellent. Well, Josh, thank you very much. Just last thing, just tell uh, everybody sort of how they can find you, how they can find your agency um, and, uh, and you know, connect with you. So we are eJigsaw. We are based in Chester, like I was saying, um, www.ejigsaw.co.uk. Uh, we have a new site launching in the next few months, I think. Um, so that'll be exciting. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, instagram linkedin um i'm on all of those as well um but i just sort of i never put anything interesting up but ejigs will certainly do um <laughs> so yeah we're, we're always sort of looking for clients to work with um again there's always career opportunities as well so um we're kind of really exciting time because we're only a young agency but we've you know we've worked with big clients in the last sort of year like virgin and and others locally in the nhs as well so um just look us up Anything, uh, obviously, you might not be able to name names in terms of clients, but any uh, exciting branding projects that you're working on at the moment that you're looking forward to to see in the light of day and uh, that are the potentially, you know, something that you're proud of? Uh, we currently potentially might have one for a street food vendor, vendor soon. Um, we're hoping that sort of comes through the door. Uh, that'll be really exciting. It's, it's a client that we've worked with in the past, actually. Um, he was a caterer uh, and he's setting up a, a street food vendor vendor thing and um they are just really exciting to work with anything food based is always, <laughs> always really fun also really hard because you end up looking at pictures of amazing food for hours on end and you know then you, you look in your drawer and all you've got is a banana so <laughs> that's not fun well josh thank you so much for joining me uh, and talking about branding and hopefully uh they've uh, I, i've certainly learned a lot from this conversation so hopefully other people have as well hopefully hopefully i didn't waffle on i've probably just chatted a load of nonsense not at all not at all josh thank you very much indeed thank you very much
That was Josh from eJigsaw uh, talking about branding. I hope you managed to take loads and loads from that. Um, if you want to go and check them out, eJigsaw.com is where you can go and find them. Uh, and you can go and find Josh as well if you want to find out more about what he's doing and what he's up to. Uh, they are a fantastic digital agency in Chester. Go check them out. Um, so that's it. I hope you found a lot from it. If you want to find out more from me, you can go over to our website, digitalmarketingpunk.co.uk. You can follow me on Twitter, which I believe is digital underscore punk uh, you can go on Facebook at Digital Marketing Punk as well and you can find out all the latest about Digital Marketing Punk all the other podcasts that are coming out uh, in the future I'm hoping to do loads more interviews um, so if you do have a story to tell or you feel you have something to contribute to small time businesses or startup businesses that are out there that want to really get into the world of digital marketing if you have a story to tell then please get in touch with me you can find me on LinkedIn as well um, that's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me if you want to talk about something on the podcast or if you're in the profession if you're in the industry you can get in touch as well if you think you have something to talk about seo social media facebook snapchat instagram uh, conversion rate optimization whatever it is i listened to a podcast recently about facebook messenger campaigns which i knew nothing about but i was fascinated if you know more about that then come onto the podcast uh, and let's talk about it and hopefully people can uh, find some really useful information hints and tips for them to go out into the big wide world of digital marketing and find out all about it and do it themselves which is what digital marketing punk is all about except for today about branding where we have suggested get a professional in but oh well you can't always have it your own well uh, okay so thank you very much for listening i hope you'll tune into the next episode of digital marketing punkcast i will see you very soon